Hi, and welcome all to Green Power Woman, the talk show. I am so happy to have today here, Brooke, who is a awesome businesswoman, and she also runs a company about customer service. She learns, she helps people to understand the importance of customer service, but let's get to know her and she can explain to us everything about her business. So Brooke, how are you and welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I'm actually doing really well. Um, it's a beautiful day outside. You know, I've had coffee, so all the things are absolutely perfect here. Great. <laughs> so let's let's get into it. Customer service. That, that's something that we know that is very important for each business, and that we also know that people struggle. So why your business started as a customer service? Were you in that world at some point and you decided to have like your own business? How do you start it with this amazing idea? So we all know that customer service is the number one driving force in any business, any business. And I started working in customer service when I was 14. Um, I started a retail store and I have done pretty much everything customer service you can. Sorry, my dog is invaded. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> so when you, when you really get down to it, customer service is the heart of every business. And my most favorite job and where I've had the most experience is uh, creating and training uh, tools for a Fortune 500 tech company. So what I did there was I made sure that the people who were talking directly to the customer could support them in a way that felt natural to them, but still maintained the company policies and the party line and all those things. Um, so what I do now is I help small businesses who don't have access to those kind of resources learn to do, you know, the big things like um, how to deal with customers who are really upset about something and how to, you know, keep them from, you know, giving away the farm, just trying to make things right with a customer. Watching small businesses struggle is really what inspired me to do this. I'm a mom. I have a two-year-old and a 15-year-old stepdaughter, and I was happy just doing the mom thing. Mm -hmm. um, and then I joined an MLM, which some people love, some people don't. Um, it was a great experience for me. It still continues to be a great experience for me, but I was watching people just burn out and burn up. And I was like, why am I sitting on all this information? Like what I know can actually impact and help people, especially other women. So ta-da, here we are. <laughs> True. That's awesome. And there's a lot of, of, you know, lies in customer service. For example, um, I don't know in the States, but here in Puerto Rico, um, the customer is supposed to always have the reason. And I think that many of us, when we were out of our business, we were in the corporations or in small business or whatever we were um, working, people always 
thought or think that customer service is about giving out this service and that if we have a customer that comes and complains, it's okay because he has all the reasons and sometimes they don't. So is this something that you really still work with some of the companies try to take out that label of the customer always have the reason? Yes, yes, yes. So the customer is always right is one of those cliches from the 50s. Mm -hmm. um, back when customer service started to kind of come to the forefront and people actually kind of thought about it. Um, so the customer is always right. Give them the pickle is another thing that you hear if customers ask for something extra, you just give yeah. it to them. Well, that teaches your customer that if they complain, they'll get something for free. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I don't know if in Puerto Rico you have the, the Karen, I hate calling it Karen. Um, it I've had a, more. It's name, yeah. It's the name that we could identify. I call them Richards okay. because I've had more males lose their Ooh. mind. Yeah. But that's something that women face in customer service okay. because we're supposed societally, we're supposed to be kind. We're supposed to be giving. And mm -hmm. when we have to say no, it doesn't go well. So mm -hmm. I call them Richards because it just doesn't seem fair to only have Karen. Mm -hmm. So we actually created that. We as a society taught people that if they complained, they would get something for free. So what I actually do is I teach businesses how to support their customers when they do have an issue. Mm -hmm. And we never call them problems. And I'll explain why in a little bit when I get okay, to my okay. tips for people. Um, but when, when they have an issue, you can actually support the customer and bring them along on the journey so that you aren't giving away hundreds and thousands of dollars worth of product or information. And they still feel like, you know, they're being supported. So the customer is always right is something that I deal with every day. Um, I also deal with the people who think you just have to be nice. If that were the case, mm -hmm. there would be no customer service issues ever. You would never hang up with your, your internet provider and want to slam the phone in the <laughs> ground. Like you would never ever leave an interaction going, mm -hmm. why am I still giving this, this company money? My favorite example is, is Apple. They are not the only cell phone company on the planet. They are not the only computer company. They are not the only tablet. They're not the only television provider, mm -hmm. but we keep going back because they have award-winning customer service that has been award-winning now for, I think we're going on 20 years. Wow. Okay. They can charge what they charge because of their customer service doesn't matter how you contact them. It's a seamless customer service strategy. And that's what I do for people. It is true. I didn't, I didn't thought about um, Apple. Um, and it's true. I mean, I got a Mac, I got two iPhones, I got an iPad and everything that I have in my house is Apple. And it's because of that, because first I love the equipment. And second, because when I have an issue, I don't have to scream to get my problem solved. 
So that's exactly. the other part that sometimes we have to, I mean, we think that as customer, we are going to scream and we're going to have the problem um, solved. And when you go to a company and there's like this environment and you know you're going to have the help or understand your problem, then things change. So yeah, it's true. I didn't, I didn't thought about Apple um, as being the top in customer service, but it's true. It and is. They are. And that's, that's what, that's what I bring to the table. I give small businesses the same tools that the big boys have. I teach them the same things with a twist, with a me twist, because, you know, I'm, I'm a little quirky, but it's working. I'm watching businesses completely turn around. Um, my favorite uh, is, a, is a little donut shop and um, the man who purchased it is a retired police officer. And he purchased a functioning money-making donut cafe, his favorite one. Okay. <laughs> and then it started to tank and he couldn't figure out why. And he came to my Facebook group, which is one of the places that you can find me. Um, mm -hmm. It's real customer service. You can just type it in or type in Brooke Michigan Downs and it'll pop up. Um, but he hung out and then he contacted me and I was like, well, what are you doing differently? And he goes, nothing. The managers are the same. The staff is the same. I was like, hmm. so we thought about it and I talked him through it and he set me up on a camera and I just watched a couple hours of what was going on. And it was his, I'm a former police officer. He didn't know how to interact with the customers and he definitely didn't know how to interact with his management. Oh. And that's a trickle down. That's something else nobody ever thinks about. Mm -hmm. If you want a customer focused employee, you have to be a customer focused boss mm -hmm. and your customers are your employees. Yeah. No one ever thinks about that. They think, oh, they work for me. Yes. But if they're not there, you don't, you're doing everything. And you don't have, or you don't. And <laughs> right. And then for those people like me who are solo entrepreneurs, I have visions of having an entire team, but I know that that requires me to have policies in place that I know, you know, what I expect and how I'm going to react to certain situations. So I help new businesses to establish those things. Most people don't think about a return policy an exchange policy, where to put those things. Mm -hmm. um, I like to tell my customers, my clients, that your return policy is not like underwear. You do not have to hide it. It mm -hmm. should be in as many places yes. as you can get it so that everyone knows upfront what those are. Customer service is like Ivy. It touches every part of your business. And no matter what you do, you're not getting rid of it. True. So um, that's also thinking that we had that um, to retain a customer, uh, a customer that was upset, just to give them something for free or just to give them some um, discount, that is incorrect. That is not a way to to have a proper customer service or not in all the cases. 
Yes. Okay. So there are cases where going ahead and saying this was this was my, this was the company's mistake. We'll completely fix it, and we will not charge you. That is one. That is that is appropriate in some circumstances, but not every circumstance. Most customers don't want something for free, and that's not going to appease them. Mm -hmm. That's like when your toddler wants gummy bears and you give him an apple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yay. Hooray. Um, <laughs> it's not going to lessen that negative review, but if you can solve the issue, even if it's going to cost the customer something, take a cracked screen. Mm-hmm. You can't fix a cracked screen, but it may cost you a little bit of money. Mm-hmm you want it fixed. So you're willing to pay that little bit of money as long as there's empathy and, you know, an understanding of you did not purposely jump in the pool with your phone in your pocket, your husband shoved you, you know, you, you want that human connection. And that's something that I, that I, I teach. I actually emphasize it. Um, it's called, uh, the, the empathy, empathy connection. And, you know, you put yourself in, in the customer's shoes. And even if you've never experienced it before, I'm sure you can imagine what it's like to be your customer. I mean, they're your customer, right? So you know how they think, you know what they want, you're giving them what they want. So it's not hard to take that one tiny step further when they have an issue or when you're running a sale or, you know, you want to make sure that you're not overplaying your hand because giving everything away or giving a discount just to keep from having a negative review. That's so reactionary and being reactionary keeps you putting out fires all over the place Mm -hmm. instead of being proactive and just burning little pieces and creating fire breaks in your business. Yeah. Good. Okay. So there's another one. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm been thinking about, um, all week about, you know, customer service, what I have experienced and also other people that I know, what about the ones that are very pacific? They are like very slow talking and they understand that the customer service will, I mean, the customer who calls to complain or is very angry they think that talking very slow is going to help to that, you know, communication. Is that also correct or is that another, uh -uh. (laughs) uh-uh? So it depends, it really does. So um, there are five types of customers and you have to meet the customer where they are. So if you've got a customer who is like me, I'm a thinker, I want, all the information. I'm an information gatherer. So tell me the information without the fluff. Okay. But then there are people who want all the coddling and want all the fluff. So you have to match your customer. So sometimes talking slowly and a little softly will help. Now, if you've got a Richard who is just losing his mind, raising your voice in any way is just going to escalate that. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you do have to slow down and say, I am absolutely willing to help you. However, I can't, when you're this upset, can I call you back in 20 minutes? Mm -hmm. You know, can I reach out to you in an email? Always give them a specific day or time so that they know you actually are going to do this. And then of course you have to follow through, Mm -hmm. Um, but making sure that they know 
what time to expect it and when to expect it will really de-escalate some of that. So yes, talking slow to some people is, is appropriate, but talking slow to someone like me and probably you, that just <laughs> it's on my nerves. It makes me feel like I'm not, I'm not dumb. Yeah. I I'm understand not, you. Give me the I, I, <laughs> I have a toddler and a 15 year old. Let's go. that's a good one that's a good one because sometimes it it, in that case that that um example comes from me because when I have to call a place and I hear that the person who answered the phone is this one that is so slow talking I know that I'm going to like hello I need that information I don't got time please let's hurry and I try not to call places and, and complain. I try to figure out what I need. And when I call the company, it's because I didn't find anything that could solve my problem. And, you know, I am a busy woman and I got kids and I got a business to run <laughs> and I got all these things. So if I'm calling, it's because I need the service. So I try to call when I am not angry because I know that I can lose it. I mean, and that's the part. That's actually really good. Yes. So that's my, my part for the customer. I mean, because business are business who are busy. So sometimes a customer calls and it's, it's nuts because they want everything solved in the moment. And sometimes we, you cannot solve the problem. So that's the reason I'm giving my example. I try to not call when I'm angry because I know that I'm not going to I'm not going to receive maybe the solution and maybe I'm not going to even understand the solution because I'm angry. Right. So I use my, my breathing, my everything. And then when I'm calm, then I call and try to figure out what's happening. So and in that's that part, actually perfect. Yeah. But not everyone is like me or like you. <laughs> so that no, in that part, in that part, it's just a, a, um, as a customer you can do your part to make it easier on the person that you're dealing with Mm -hmm. by just being upfront. when I call for for support um it's it's I'm like you I've done all the things and I just need the help so I'll say you know they'll say thanks for calling so-and-so corporation my name is Amanda can I start with your first name and I I do all I play the whole game and give them all the information and then I say Amanda I've done A, B, C, D, E, F. Can we pick up from there? They are usually so grateful to know that you've already done it. Mm -hmm. That they will go, yeah, let me double check that there wasn't something between E and F Mm -hmm. that we could have done. And if you present yourself the way you are, Mm -hmm. instead of pretending that, you're not upset or pretending that you're not busy or you want to, Oh, I, they need to think I'm super nice. They don't care if you're nice, just like you (laughs) don't actually care if they're nice. Mm -hmm. You don't care about their discount. You don't want to hear about the extra offer. The only time we care about the extra offer is after whatever we need done is done. People are inherently selfish creatures. We want our stuff done now. And then everything else can flow after that. And we're more likely to say, of course I'll do your survey. Mm -hmm. If you 
even upset customers, even the ones that you can't help right there then in the moment. If you give them empathy, you give them, you know, at least a pathway toward a solution and you treat them like they have a brain in their head and that you remember that their anger, their upset, their broken heart, whatever feeling they have is not personal against you, light years will open up. The whole world will be at your feet and you will create loyal customers and loyal customers creates money. Yes. And also they bring other customers because they're going to give a good review of our business, even though exactly. they had or not had an issue in a point with the company. Those are the best reviews. The mm -hmm. ones who start out with my phone caught fire and mm -hmm. those are the best because you, they, they show problem, solution, happiness. Those people, I don't know about you. Mm -hmm. I look for the, the three two and one star reviews. Then I might go back and read four star reviews. I very rarely trust a five star review because it is so easy for people to go, Hey, Nana, can you go give me a yeah. review on this? Yeah. Or I've seen, I've seen customers get offered free things for a four star review, five star review. I've seen, nice. I've seen Facebook groups, um, give away prizes for the person who can add the most people. Yep. Well, that's, that's not, it's no, not getting you in front of your ideal customer. That's not getting customers to your door. That's, that's giving away merchandise and not benefiting yourself. True. True. There's another thing. Um, women or, or, or men, women or men who runs their business alone. They are solo. There's no one else. They don't have employees. They don't have, I mean, they may might have someone that helps them with something, but I mean, marketing, um, the business, the products, the blog, the everything. Mm -hmm. And also they have to give out customer service. It's hard because they're running all bases of a, one, a big company with employees just being a one person. What recommendation do you give to those people? Those are my favorite people because they're the ones who, who want it the most because they're, you know, they're, they're the be all end all of their business. So for those people, um, the first thing I tell them is to schedule time for yourself that you're not giving to your business, that you're not pouring out for your family, that you're not pouring out for your church, your community, your cats, your dogs, your neighbor, mm -hmm. just time for you. Even if it's 15 minutes a week. I know that doesn't even seem like any time, but schedule that time for you and then be very honest with your customers. My clients know they can get me on Boxer from eight o'clock in the morning until seven o'clock at night, central standard time, Monday through Friday. You have to make sure that you've got your boundaries and you keep them because if you don't, then You're going to be up at three o'clock in the morning answering questions. Sorry about that. You're going to be, you know, answering questions at three o'clock in the morning 
you know, while you're, you should be, you know, at least attempting to go to sleep, mm-hmm. unless you're like me folding laundry or <laughs> doing the things that you're trying to catch up with, <laughs> but you've got, you've got to be honest with them. And mm-hmm. if you have a customer who does come to you that needs something, um, it couldn't, it could be something as small as another reorder or, mm-hmm. you know, they want to book another, they want to book another session, you know, make sure that they know how to reach you when it's appropriate to reach you and how much time it's going to take you to get back to them. I see more light bulbs go off when I explain that all you have to do is tell them, you know, that's a great question. Mm-hmm. Let me do a little bit of research. I'll get back to you by four o'clock. Mm-hmm. And then you get back to them by four o'clock. They are so impressed. And if you need a little more time at four o'clock, you say, Hey, I didn't quite find all the information I want. Here's what I currently have. Or, Hey, I'm not finding the solution I like. Can I get back with you next week? Mm-hmm. It's, it's called positioning. <laughs> True. As long as you're being up and then people will respond back to you in that same way. Okay. So part of, of being also a person who has their business alone is very important to add those hours to your website, to your Facebook page, to your social media, because people will know that what time they can call you. And emails, oh my God, I know people that leave their emails unread and they have like 10,000 emails that they didn't read. And maybe there's a customer that have something to to ask. They don't want to call you. They want to send you an email. So I, in my part, I mean, in my case, I do have like three emails and I'm always every day just making sure that I answer everything. Um, sometimes it drives me insane, but I have to have that because I know that, I mean, follow-ups or resolving some problem or whatever I'm, I have to um, help a client with is very important because that's something that is going to help my business. And at the same time, it's going to, I'm going to have a happy customer without giving out free. (laughs) Exactly. So here's a tip for anybody who is collecting email so that they can stay in touch with their customer. So most people carry between three and five separate email accounts Mm -hmm. so that they can give out an email at the grocery store with everybody in the world listening, <laughs> they can get that freebie without getting all the extra. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, my dog. Jasper, honey. That's okay. I got, I got a dog too. So I know how they are. <laughs> the, the scratching noise is just going to make everybody insane. Um, so, I mean, they, they carry these emails so that they can, but the freebies go to one email family emails go to another email all the business emails go to another email Mm -hmm. I have five email accounts if you ask me for an email unless I actually really am going to do something with you you're gonna get one of my I'll look at this when I remember emails (laughs) so instead of just collecting emails now please don't come for me I'm not saying that your funnel is bad 
I'm not saying mm -hmm. to end not, not to collect email addresses. I am saying expand your funnel. Start asking your customers how they want to be contacted. How amazing would it be to have permission to tell somebody in a text message or in a DM, hey, I've got this sale. I had a customer when I was running my MM full time that only wanted me to call her. I never would have known that if I hadn't asked how they wanted to be contacted. And because I would call her, she'd buy, you know, $150, $200 worth of product on the phone with me. Wow. But she, I would have never known that if I was just emailing her. Mm -hmm. So if you don't take anything else from this, just try it for 30 days. Yes, it's more work. Yes, you have to start a database. Yes, you have to change your marketing strategy a little bit. But isn't it worth changing a little bit? just to reach those, those mm -hmm. customers who are most definitely not opening that email from you. Yeah, true. It is, it is true. Um, and, but in my case, I have like these three, four emails. I got my personal one, the one that I know that I'm going to receive things from my kids from school, the one that I'm going to receive all of them marketing and sales and stuff. And then I do have the ones for business. I have more than one project so I got for each project I have an email because if I, I think that having them um separated will help me know which project is running what I'm running what I'm doing etc 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 so that's the reason I got so many emails that's beautiful organization that's beautiful organization <laughs> I need to I have five emails I got a lot of because <laughs> Well, I mean, I've got one for my business and then I have the family account and then I have a personal account because my husband doesn't need to get the Victoria's Secret catalog. Sure. <laughs> he doesn't, he doesn't care. That's uh -huh. for me. Mm -hmm. And then he has an email account because I could care less <laughs> about the sporting goods store ads. Like don't care whatever <laughs> you want to get, honey, just please God, don't make me go fishing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's good one. <laughs> Okay, so um, Brooke, um, last tip that you want to give to the audience, and of course, your contact information, what um, project or service you're running right now, everything, this is your time. Okay, so my very last tip would have to be, there's so many good ones. Um, so let's just talk about issue for a second. Um, when you're talking to a customer and you say the word problem, it actually triggers a part in your brain where they start to ask, is this actually really a problem? And it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And I use the example of you're in your kitchen, you're making dinner and you're texting your significant other. And you say, oh my gosh, I've lacerated my finger. They come home ready to take you to the hospital and you smile and wave and are wearing a hello kitty bandaid. <laughs> laceration is just the medical term for bleeding cut <laughs> so if you say problem your customer is just going to spin it all up in his head but if you say issue it's a nice neutral word and their brain goes park oh is it a big issue i don't think it's an issue and it will talk to itself and it will actually start to de-escalate. And I've got a freebie that has four other things that you should either change or stop saying altogether. 
in my Facebook group, which is Real Customer Service. Um, you can type that in, it'll ask you a couple questions. Uh, you do have to answer the questions so that my admin will let you in. <laughs> if you don't, they're gonna send you a message. Please answer our questions. Yes. Um, you can reach me there. My website is under construction with Forward Momentum. Um, they are amazing, a little plug there. So that should be up shortly, hopefully by the end of the month. Um, but that one is realcustomerservice.com. And you can find me on Facebook under my name. You can find me on Instagram, which is tragic. My Instagram is tragic, but it's, it's, it really is. It's terrible. I'm not good at Instagram yet, um, but that's um, B dot underscore Mitchie down squash together. Cause it won't let me hyphenate. And then I'm also on LinkedIn. Um, you just type in my name and there I am. I'm currently running uh, one-to-one -one client courses where we look at what your customer service is and where you are. Um, I can create training courses. I can train your employees. Um, I can teach you, especially right now, what to look for in, in a future employee and how to hire them and train them so that they stay and your company grows. Um, employee retention okay. is probably my second most asked for uh, okay. skill. So I am available. Just hit me up and yes, you can DM me. I'm okay with this. Just say you saw me on the Nancy Rivera show. 